Prepare to experience the strongest radio allowable by law. Secrets will be revealed. Myths dispelled. From the studio gym where excuses never apply. It's Superhuman Radio with your host, Carl Lenore. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Superhuman Radio. Today is Tuesday, which means it's the Blueprint Power Hour, which will begin in just a moment uh, with Coach Rob Regish. Uh, before that, we have to thank our title sponsor, Legendary Foods. They are makers of amazing nut butters, seasoned almonds, and, of course, the Tasty Pastry, which is a Pop-Tart with 9 grams of protein and less than 1 gram of sugar. Show them some love. They make this show possible. EatLegendary.com is the website. Use the code SHR for 10% off your entire purchase. Uh, Check them out. Of course, you can post your questions. Uh, This is a question and answer show. No question is off topic. Uh, So, you you know, if you want to ask somebody something absurd to put us on the spot, this is a good opportunity to do it. Uh, Let's bring Coach Rob on now. Calling all Blueprint Army. Fall in line. It's time for the Blueprint Power Hour with Coach Rob Regish on the Superhuman Radio Network. How you doing, Rob? I am doing great. Uh, I just gave Molly her desiccated liver before the show. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say say defecated? Defecated? (laughs) No, no. Defecated. Desiccated liver. Yeah, so defecated As liver in, is when you eat liver and you poop it out and then you use it again. No, hold that up again. That's a good brand. Hold that up again. Yeah, this is the now brand of, of um, desiccated liver. It's a powder, so you need to know how to down it, which I will illustrate a little later in the show. <laughs> but um, my dog loves it. Molly, Molly absolutely goes nuts for it. And uh, so we sprinkle it on her food and mix it in, and uh, she's a happy camper. Dogs right love liver. I bet she loves the stuff. Dogs are smart. Yeah. You know, wild, when a wild dog runs an animal down in the woods, they don't eat the steak meat and the hot. They open up the belly. They eat the liver. They eat the intestines. They eat all the viscera. Organ meat. Yep. Yep. No question about it. So. Yeah, it's a good day. I'm back in action. Uh, I incurred an injury seven weeks into a 12-week program. I was out for three weeks, but yesterday I picked right up where I left off. So uh, I'm a happy man. <laughs> so I did something stupid today. I trained legs. And, uh, yeah, I'm just getting back into it. I'm not trying to do anything heroic. But, interestingly enough, I'm, I'm still as strong as I was before. I just have to back off on yep. the volume a little bit. So I did the leg extensions, five sets, leg curls, five sets, uh, leg ad, ad, uh, hip adductor, hip abductor, five sets each, the entire stack. And then I moved over to the leg press machine because I wanted to finish off with some leg presses supersetted with toe presses because I've got this wonky left foot that I would like to squat again and deadlift again. So I got to start focusing on it. And so... There was a guy on the machine already. There was, he had five plates on each side. He's like, is that good for you? I said, yeah, it's fine. And so uh, I did 12 reps of leg presses and then walked my feet down the platform, got my toes where I wanted them, and then I did 12 reps of toe presses, 
finishing with assisted um, negatives with the left one. So I would I would press up, drop the right foot, and let the left foot control the platform coming down and get a full stretch on the calf. And I did that three times. So I was going right. to do three sets of that. The last set, I don't know how, I forgot to put the uh, the pins back up. You know that keep the p- panel from the, the platform from coming all the way down. And I was done with my toe presses, and I did my three assists, and all of a sudden I just let the weight down, and I folded up. I folded my toes was still where they were when I was doing toe presses. Thank God I'm wearing steel toe boots because I'm riding the motorcycle everywhere right now. I love riding my motorcycle. I love it. It's it's, I reconnected with a part of me that I forgot existed, and so. I have really good, like, $275 a pair Caterpillar steel toe boots. I've had them for, like, 12 years. They look like they still look like they're brand new. That's how good they are. And so the heel of the boot gets caught on the pad that I'm sitting on. That's how folded up I became. And my legs were like this. They, they, they just bang like that. Literally, like, the, 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 my heels of my feet were up against the balls of my ass. I didn't come out of the seat too far. I did come a little bit. But what did happen was it put a lot of stress on my knees. Luckily, a guy behind me saw me get caught. <laughs> I said, just hold the platform. And I walked my legs back up and I pushed out and I got off. But then when I straightened my legs out, I could feel it. And now my right knee is, feels a little tweaky. Just Yeah, well, it could have been even worse. You're, you're actually fortunate. Yeah, I could have. If, if the shoes don't catch then that continues to go. I could have popped my knees. You know, I don't know if I would have pulled, uh, I could have taken the ACL out of the right knee. I don't have an ACL on my left knee. So I could have pulled the ACL out of the right knee. I mean, a whole host of things could have gone wrong. I was like, what did I just do? As I'm watching the platform come down, I'm like, why didn't it stop? And I'm like, what did I just do? <laughs> oh, wait, I forgot to re- put the racks back up to, ca- to catch the platform. Wow. Dumbass. Oh. I, this is just a result of being out of the gym, really. Yeah, yeah, I can understand. At least you're back in the gym. I'm not yet. Uh, we're getting questions already. Jason Waddell, we will answer your question during this segment, I promise you. Let's start off with the uh, one of the questions that was sent in ahead of time. Jerry Byers says, where do you come down on antioxidants? Like, do you take them? Which ones and how can you tell if they're working? Yeah, you know, um, despite the recent negative press, which I think was being totally misinterpreted, I have always used antioxidants going way back, in fact, to my early um, early to mid-20s. I was using antioxidant formulas. Uh, but, but let's review, though. Let's back up a step uh, and review what they do and why, right, you want to be using them. So we've all heard of the, the example where you take an apple, you cut it in half, you put it on the table, right, you leave it out. And that browning that occurs on the fleshy skin is oxidation, which is going on on the inside of your body. Interestingly enough, if you repeat that experiment uh, and instead cover the apple with lemon juice, it takes a lot longer for the browning to occur. And that is speculated due to the antioxidant activity of what's in um, lemons. 
and certainly other citrus fruits, et cetera, et cetera. So if that's going on on the inside of your body, you obviously want to um, slow that down. I don't think you can eliminate it entirely, um, but there are benefits even beyond that. So um, why did I use them so early? Well, there were two big reasons. Number one, uh, Dr. Mauro Di Pasquale had just come out uh, with his book, The Sports Supplement Review. I want to say it was 1995, so I would have been 25 years old, and or thereabouts. And he recommended an antioxidant formula very, very highly. And so when Dr. Di Pasquale talks, you should listen. I mean, it pays to listen to what the guy has to say. He is no armchair guru. In addition to being a legitimate medical doctor, he's a powerlifting world record holder. In three, in three, yeah, three weight classes. <laughs> no less, right? Right. So, so this is this is a guy that's been around. He's he's seen the theoretical and he's also lived it. So, um, very very bright man. So he recommends antioxidant use. And I began using one of his formulas that was given in the book, things like vitamin C, vitamin E, beta carotene. Um, later on, I think I added some more exotic stuff like anti-cysteine and alpha-lipoic acid. And I can tell you that when I took that formula immediately after training, uh, immediately I noticed less muscular soreness in the days that followed. So, you know, that is happening at a time when there were few supplements at all that you could take and had a visible, feelable effect. So that's one way you can tell that they're working. You can also um, see antioxidants in action, so to speak, when you're using something like uh, canthazanthin or the related carotenoid astaxanthin. Uh, you take those large amounts of them and they build up in your skin. If you're a fair-skinned individual like me who is naturally white as a gallon of milk and I peel and I burn, and that's it. When I am taking astaxanthin and or canthazanthin, especially canthazanthin, I do not burn at all. I can lay out for hours and all I do is tan. So that's another way that you can tell, right, that, the, that they're working. Now, I would tell you that high-dose vitamin C, uh, vitamin D, if you're not getting the sunshine, vitamin E, uh, carotenoids such as the astaxanthin and, and camphazanthin, along with N-acetylcysteine, alpha-lipoic acid, grapeseed, um, and some more, even more exotic ones like Buckminster Fullerene, which I know about thanks to this show. You know, first heard about it here. Um, and, and so all of those antioxidants and others have been instrumental, in my opinion, uh, in my health and my performance over the years. So I am actually working with an ingredient right now that has an incredibly high, what they call ORAC value, right? That's a measure of its ability to, you know, function as an antioxidant, so to speak. To quench free so, radicals, right. Quench free radicals. So uh, as, as a point of, point of uh, example, a couple blueberries, I think, has an ORAC of like 5,000 something. The stuff I'm using now 
at between 500 milligrams and 1,000 milligrams a day has an ORAC value of over 8,000. Contemplate that just for a second. An entire cup of blueberries versus maybe a gram of this stuff, and it has greater antioxidant action. So long story short on antioxidants, I recommend them. Um, I've been doing them. I've been using them myself from a very early age. Uh, I would tell you, you do need to, to research them. Sometimes, if you take too much of an antioxidant, it can turn into a pro-oxidant. So more is not always, right, necessarily better. Um, and finally, in closing, I would tell you that I don't think it's any accident that people that do take antioxidants, generally speaking, are healthier. They have fewer wrinkles. They enjoy better recovery from exercise than those that don't. And for me, that's all the evidence that I need. So uh, another antioxidant that we didn't mention just now but should be mentioned, well, actually it's two, it's glutathione and or N-acetylcysteine, which increases glutathione. Glutathione is the master antioxidant in the body. And because it's a master antioxidant, it can be made from several food products like dairy, uh, several supplements, including N-acetylcysteine, or you can supplement with it. I literally just took two grams of it right before the show. This is the old Live On Labs product I still have handy. Uh, liposomal? Liposomal, 450 milligrams of glutathione per pouch. I take two grams a day, or close to two grams a day, um, especially after the show I just did about the benefits of glutathione on COVID-related uh, pneumonia and damage yeah. to the lungs. But glutathione is another important one. And, and, you, and just training, intense training increases glutathione production. So think about that. That's how important it is that the body makes it when it needs it. So we're getting lots of questions. We will get to all of them, I promise you. The next one comes from Dean Douglas. He says, what are your thoughts on myostatin in- inhibitors? Uh, I thought Biotest had one years ago. That was a seaweed extract. It was. Did it really bind myostatin? If if it didn't, does epicatechin? Yeah. So um, Biotest did, in fact, have a seaweed that was found in studies to bind myostatin. Now that's not the whole story. But, so just keep keep that keep listening. Um, specifically, the type of uh, seaweed that they were working with was something called. Cista Sierra canarinesis. It was found growing off of the Canary Islands, and thus a similar name. It was a re- it was a red seaweed, right? I think it was. I, don't, red. I can't remember. I, I never used it. That was that was one I avoided, thankfully. Uh, I, I don't recall. It very well may have been, um, but they were they were pushing that. I think in the amount of at least a thousand milligrams a day. Uh, now, the problem was that, yes, it binded myostatin, but only in the test tube, not in, right in vivo in the bodies of real, live human beings. And so, consequently, they had been on a major role. It was their first um, supplement flop, so to speak. Uh, and they weren't the only ones, though. I remember Pinnacle, the company Pinnacle, I don't think they're around anymore, Um invested heavily in that too. And there was a second follow-on study that I was told they funded. And when they didn't get the results that they wanted, Mm -hmm. they very quietly (laughs) stopped talking about it. 
and shortly thereafter, the product went away. So, you know, are there compounds that bind myostatin? Yes. Do they do it in the body? I'll mention one in a second. But do they do it, you know, to an extent where it's actually going to manifest as more muscle tissue? And and the answer is no, at least, you know, as a nutritional supplement. Now, we get to epicatechin. It is true that epicatechin can lower myostatin via increasing folostatin, but only in the studies that I looked at, but only by about 19%. So, again, thanks to this show, I think you did one saying that you have to bind like 97% of it. So there's a a state university of New York scientist came on this show 10 years ago, and they did the the seminal research on on the effects of myostatin on mature muscle. We're not talking about an embryo turning into a fetus, turning into a baby, turning into an adult. We're talking about... Because none of us care about that, right? We're all adults. We want muscle gains now in our adult right. muscle. This is this this is something that most of the research ignores. Um, even Dr. Sejan Lee's work looked at myostatin null offspring of rodents. So they were they became embryos and then fetuses and then babies and you know different different yeah. entirely. Um, and I can't recall what. University it was from uh, State University of New York, but the, the takeaway from their research was if you don't bind it by ninety two percent, you get nothing. Once you get from ninety two to ninety seven percent, you see you see activation of protein synthesis, and it's from ninety seven to ninety nine percent that the real magic happens. Number one, and number two. As soon as you stop binding it, all your gains go away. Yeah. So that that and that's um, you know, again, huge credit to SHR for elucidating that because there are still supplements out there purporting to bind myostatin. Yeah, nineteen so percent. <laughs> right, right. So my thoughts on myostat inhibitors are this: <laughs> they're kind of like SARMs, except they're even less effective. Um, they don't have the side effect profile of SARMs that we know of. Uh, but, you know, look, does it help to, myos- uh, to, to lower myostatin even a little bit? Maybe. Um, but since creatine already does that and at, for pennies on the dollar, why would you spend big bucks on something that purportedly does the same thing but less efficiently? Epicatechin, to be fair, is not entirely useless. Um, NASA was looking at it for long-duration spaceflight and right, hoping that it would have an anti-catabolic action where astronauts would not lose uh, significant amounts of muscle tissue. And if they're going to go to Mars, and I, I do believe SpaceX is, is going to shoot for it, um, they need to figure that out. That's a big problem. The Russians, I think, have figured it out. They spend a lot more time in space uh, than we have, duration-wise. And their astronauts, if you look at them, cosmonauts, when they return to Earth, generally speaking, after very long-duration flights, they're in a lot better shape, curiously enough, uh, than Americans. And I don't think it's an accident. 
So uh, we'll have to see. We'll have to see where that goes. Now, I do have a piece coming out in next month's Blueprint Bulletin showing how Epicatechin can be used quite effectively for certain things. But suffice it to say, it has nothing to do with myostatin. So my advice, steer clear of myostatin inhibitors. Now, let's add something to the discussion. Sure. Let's move away from myostatin inhibition and let's move towards folistatin biogenesis for a second. Well, what Dr. Sejan Lee discovered, he's the guy at MIT that discovered myostatin. What he discovered was suppressing myostatin made rodents twice as muscular as their non-myostatin-inhibited littermates. But increasing folostatin made rodents four times more muscular than the myostatin-inhibited rodents. So, and that's because folostatin in and of itself suppresses myostatin, but it has other anabolic pathways as well. Yesterday, I was supposed to have a guy on the show named Brian Moscow. Many of you know him as the Gorilla Chemist. He has been a formulator and a chemist for many popular supplement companies. But Brian's dog got sick about an hour and a half before we were supposed to go on the air, and he literally had to rush the dog to the hospital, to the veterinarian, to save it. The dog ingested something that was toxic. Oh. It turns out it was like trail mix that had chocolate and raisins in it. Okay, so he will be back on. But we are going to talk about a SARM that may not be a SARM at all. It may actually be an anabolic steroid, but they're calling it a SARM. And it goes by the nomenclature YK-11. Yep, I heard of it. YK-11 is a 19-norprogestin pregnenolone. So it, it has a has a sex hormone base, but they're calling it a SARM. And the reason they're calling it a SARM is because it appears to only activate certain por- portions of the anabolic uh, androgen receptor. However, what it does do is activate the folostatin pathway. And nobody's nice. talking about this. So we will be doing the show. I'm trying to get them rescheduled now. So stand, sit tight, because YK11 may even be something that I may want to try to play around with a little bit, because it may not really be a SARM. I know they're calling it a SARM. Look, dihydrotestosterone, DHT, docks in the androgen receptor and stimulates the androgen receptor differently than testosterone does. So really, this whole idea of selective uh, receptor activation is not something new because hormones do that now. Yeah. I mean, you know, a, a hormones, a, a testosterone can dock in the estrogen receptor. So what's it doing there? It's got to be activating something, otherwise it wouldn't have docked there. So the jury is out on YK11 as far as, as, far as I'm concerned of calling it a true SARM versus just a very unique anabolic steroid. But one thing is undeniable. It's doing something interesting at the folostatin level. And I predict that that is where the magic of uh, this particular compound is, is going to. Uh, be so discovered. because it's a, a, a 19-nor pregnenolone, is it by the letter of the law legal? Well, it's a, first of all, it's, it's licensed by a company that made it, 
Well, I don't know the uh, Y. The uh, YK stands like like MK stands for Merck. Yeah. Okay. YK stands for the name of a company. YK Eleven is obviously the proprietary discovery of some company. So it's, right. it's, it's legality stops right there. You shouldn't be able to make it without that company uh, getting some sort of licensor fee. Yeah. But really, the other thing is, it's still an orphan. No one knows what to call it. So, um, yeah. Larry Henning says, I'm a big guy, 300 pounds, and carry a bit more body fat than I care to. I'm only 22. Wow. But really want to get into calisthenics. How do I do this given that I'm a natural endomorph? And I got to read the rest of it because it didn't all fit. How do I do this because, given that I'm a natural endomorph? Oh, come on. Yeah. I'm a natural endomorph and realistically will never weigh under 200 pounds. What do you think, Coach? Well, I'll tell you, this is a, a, a great example of knowing what your strengths are. And going with them. Mm -hmm. So I would tell you um, that at your age especially, uh, it is acceptable and probably optimal to focus on getting as big and as barbell strong as you possibly can. Now, you are built for it. And realistically, you have at least another 10 years where your cardiovascular system will be able to support, and your joints will be able to support a heavier weight. Okay. Later on, uh, you know, the, those same joints, even though they're more robust than, let's say, mine, who have ectomorphic tendencies, there's wear and tear. And certainly with squatting and deadlifting and things like that, um, which is not to say you're going to wind up, you're not going to wind up a cripple, uh, but I'm being, you know, realistic here. Still, even at, at this age, you don't need to forego body weight altogether. So let me just give you an example. You may have great difficulty because of your weight performing handstand push-ups. You will not have the same amount of difficulty doing things like uh, handstand balancing or hand balancing. And now you right, you can you can still train to do full range reps, but it's going to be like you're swimming upstream. Uh, however, Simple handstands against a wall or ultimately freestanding handstands certainly is doable. And for anybody who, who thinks, you know, that that's not going to build muscle, hmm. try, try it sometime to see how your shoulders feel afterwards. Just holding a handstand for really any more than 20 seconds, and you will be a believer. You should also strive to perform at least a few body weight chin-ups. Right, as as those are going to keep you honest. Insofar as when you're bulking up, you put twenty five pounds on. Awesome. If it's you, mu if it's muscle, it's awesome. If it's fat, you're going to have a harder time doing a pull up. Right. If if you if all of a sudden now you can't you were doing two pull ups before and you can't do a single one now. None of it was muscle. Not awesome. Yeah. You know you got to go back and figure it out. Um, bridging is another movement that you can certainly do no matter how big and heavy you get. And so for those thinking that, hey, just because I'm over 200 pounds, these calisthenics are going to be impossible, um, let me put it this way. I want you to look up a guy by the name of Bert Azzarotti, uh, who was a turn-of-the-century strongman slash wrestler, 
uh, who until this day just inspires awe because at over 240 pounds, he was the heaviest man ever to perform the Iron Cross on the rings. And to finish his strongman act, just this is the finish, <laughs> um, he would flip up into a handstand. He would then balance on one arm, on one hand, okay? And he would hold that for a, a period of time. And then he would arch into a full bridge before reversing it, standing up, and finishing finishing by dropping into the full splits. Wow! This wow. this is an enormous man, uh, uh, endomorph through and through. Yet he had that kind of you know dexterity and balance. So, um, whatever body weight skills you do develop, they will uh, they will likely extend your lifting career in some cases, considerably. So here's the bottom line. You can play to your strengths, which I would encourage you to do, but also explore what you can do insofar as the body weight stuff. In many ways, it's even more impressive than big squats, benches, and deadlifts because if you've ever seen uh, a really big man with flexibility and balance, like I'm describing, right, to match his incredible barbell strength, it is awe-inspiring stuff. They are not a. They're very rare, right? Very rare. So we're gonna we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're gonna hit the questions from the audience. So if sure. you've been patiently waiting, your questions will be answered in just a moment. So stay tuned. You're watching and listening to the Blueprint Power Hour with Coach Rob Regish and myself. We shall return in just a moment. Are you a fan of the low-carb lifestyle? Having trouble getting fat adapted on your keto diet? Feel like your digestion has stalled? Now there's Capex. Capex increases fat loss and energy on any low-carb, no-carb diet, all while improving digestion. Capex boosts AMPK in muscles by 52% and fat cells by 300%. Capex increases ATP in your liver by 22%, a key part of energy production, all while revving up the fat-burning hormone adiponectin by a whopping. 248%. Nothing works like Capex, and now you can get Capex for up to 42% off by going to kenergize.com slash SHR and choosing one of the purchase options and using the code SHR. That's K-E-N-E-R-G-I-Z-E dot com slash SHR and code SHR. Are you still on the fence about Body Protection Complex BPC Oral from DrSeeds.com? Listen to Maggie Kuhn, one of the owners of the C-Bus Lifting Company, Jim in Columbus, Ohio. I had been having some nagging tendon issues that weren't injuries, just, just things that were annoying. You know, I'm 58 years old, so just older tendon kind of issues. For us powerlifters, you know, we really don't stop training when we have just nagging issues. We just kind of keep pushing through. And I started the BPC. What I noticed was I was doing some heavy tricep stuff that um, that would have killed me um, before when I had an elbow problem, and I was able to do this with literally no pain at all. Go to Dr. Seeds. D-R-S-E-E-D-S.com. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your bottle of BPC Body Protection Complex today. I love beef. And if you love beef, listen up. I've discovered the best tasting beef in the world, and that's not an exaggeration, at Piedmontese.com. 
The Piedmontese breed is famous from Italy for being lean and unbelievably tender with half the fat and calories of traditional beef. Even typically tough cuts are tender when it comes from the Piedmontese cows. And for the first time ever, Piedmontese cows are being raised here in the USA. Get two free 10-ounce New York strips when you purchase $50 or more at Piedmontese.com with code SHR. Go to P-I-E-D-M-O-N-T-E-S-E dot com and use code SHR today. You will never eat any other type of beef ever again. You've heard me talk about the chill pill on the show and how effective it is at helping people who suffer from social anxiety or sometimes when you just want to take the edge off uh, to a long, stressful day. Well, listen to this story from Dylan Goutreau. Definitely takes anxiety away, which I have a long history of. Having started out at two milligrams a day of Xanax, that was at eight years old, and so I stopped using benzos three years ago. Extremely difficult. Yeah, so I spent about three years trying to find anything and everything I could that would be healthy for me um, to help with anxiety. Because I'm talking, you know, full, full out panic attack. The the chill pill was the first thing that I found that actually, in the middle of a panic attack, I can take, and it definitely uh, subsides. Go to drseeds.com. That's D. R-S-E-E-D-S.com. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your first bottle of the chill pill. Check it out. I promise this is one supplement that delivers. Quest Nutrition makes bars, cookies, chips, and pizzas out of complete dairy-based proteins. Our products minimize net carbs and sugar without sacrificing taste. Each delicious chocolate-flavored chip, cookie chunk, and crunchy crumble is custom-made to maintain Quest macros. It's time to enjoy foods that work for you, not against you. It's time to enjoy your Quest. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to power Powerful bodybuilding drugs at synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, you'll gain with it. Spit that out right now. This is the Superhuman Channel. Welcome back. So let's work our way through the live questions. We have lots of live listeners and watchers. And so here we go. We'll start with the first one from Jason Waddell. He said, what's the best way for a hard gainer to add mass? My 16-year-old son is 6'5 and 148 pounds. <laughs> wow, that's a great question, and um, I've got a great answer for you. So it's a two-step approach. Number one, you want to buy him a book <laughs> called uh, Super Squats by Randall J. Strassen. Provided he's familiar with squatting and has you know some training under his belt, uh, this book changes lives. It changed my life. Uh, it will teach him how to train. Uh, it will inspire him to hit new PRs. But there's one other element that needs to be addressed, um, and it is addressed in the book. But I'll tell you this, right? Look, it's no secret. Eating, diet, you need to eat a lot. He needs, to, he needs, to, he needs to eat like a fat person. And I'm, yes. I mean this sincerely, right? I mean, at, with his height and current weight, he can even be a little sloppy um, putting on some fat. But, I mean, he, he needs to eat like a fat person. And, and 
You have to a mass procentagen would make them hungry, right? What what's the what product do you have that makes people hungry? Actually, progenitrin. Progenitrin. And and there's no you know there are no hormones or not anything in there. But relative to your point, um, you want to tell them something that, that I was told that really stuck with me years ago. It's a lot easier to drink a thousand calories than it is to eat them. And the way to do that is, in my opinion, heavy cream. Why? One cup of heavy cream added to his shakes adds a thousand calories to his diet. So, and, and there but you got to go slow with heavy cream. If you're not used to digesting that much fat, you have to go right. slow. Because if you have a whole cup of heavy cream and you're not accustomed to it, you're going to be bloated. You're going to feel horrible. You're not going to even want to eat the rest of the day. So you got to ease into that. Yeah. So, so I would tell you super squats, uh, heavy cream slash homemade shakes and a blender. And, and that's honestly that, uh, some time. And a lot of sleep are exactly what he needs. Right. God bless him. So, you know, six five at six five, he has the frame to carry possibly you know three hundred pounds of muscle if he ever wants to. Um, never never give away height for <laughs> for weight. I wish I was a little bit taller, but you know at, at six feet, um, I carry two and a quarter. I been as heavy as two fifty two. I I could never you know, reach 300. I could never carry 300 pounds. Your son might be able to. It's just, you know, potential, right? Eat, so, eat, 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 eat. And eat make sure him. he's getting enough protein at every sitting, 30 to 40 grams of protein at every sitting, and eat, 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 eat. That's it. That's the hard. There's no such thing as hard gainers. Find me an obese person, and I'll show you somebody who used to be a hard gainer. Yeah. That they're not Good anymore. Point. Okay, Marcus Mygard, guy who has a great physique, by the way. Uh, yesterday, I got a free jug of a mix called glutamine glycofusion. It has five grams of glutamine, five grams of maltodextrin, and 10 milligrams of ala. When would be the best time to take it? I have some opinions. What's yours? Well, a product like that, you know, glutamine has, has limited uses, in my opinion, in bodybuilding. Um, with the alpha lipoic acid and what was the other thing that was in it? Oh, maltodextrin. Yeah. Um, you know, something uh, either an intra workout or immediately post workout, the maltodextrin will replenish glycogen. It's probably not the best carb that, that he could, you know, select. Glutamine by itself doesn't do much. And it's simply because it's eaten up in the stomach lining. I will say this it is soothing to the to the stomach so to speak um in most in 99 out of 100 people i would use that as the setup for my post-workout meal bam i mean that, that that's, that's i'd it. add i'd add i'd add 40 grams of high quality protein to that yep. and really five grams of uh of maltodextrin is nothing uh back in the day when the whole anabolic window thing uh became a thing the, the rule of thumb grams. was 40 grams of protein, 80 grams of maltodextrin, and 100 milligrams of R-alpha-lipoic acid was your post-workout drink. So that's what they're doing here. What they did with this was, um, like I said, 5 grams of, of maltodextrin isn't really going to replenish a whole lot of of uh, of anything. And, and 5 grams of glutamine is nothing. 
I mean, when my stomach was giving me problems and I was using glutamine for gut health, I was taking 20 grams three times a day on an empty stomach. So add 40 grams of high-quality protein to that at the minimum, at the minimum. And if you want to add some other carbohydrates to it, I'll tell you a great carbohydrate, um, and I learned this from, I'm going to forget his name. Who was the uh, bodybuilder that murdered the girl in Nevada? I did a show about him in 2006. Titus? Yeah, Craig Titus. Craig Titus had a great tip. Here's a really great complex carbohydrate that works well in a shake. It actually makes the shake thicker without adding thickening agents. Single grain rice baby cereal. Yeah. It yep. looks like it looks like it looks like flakes of rice. It's like because they they grind it up, they moisten it up, and then they let it dry, and it dries into flakes. You you take that. I think if I remember correctly, it's about twenty eight grams of carbohydrates per quarter cup. Yep. Take a quarter cup of that, mix it with this, and add forty grams of of, of high quality whey protein, and you got a great post workout drink. There you go. Yep. Okay. The next one, because of his security settings, if you are still watching live. If you could post your name, uh, he says, guys, I'm getting older. I'm 57 and uh, mornings are murder. Lots of general pain throughout the body. I hear you, brother. This is me, too, especially in old injuries, taking turmeric and black pepper on HRT and find myself taking aspirin or paracetamol more than I like. Any alternatives? Yeah. Um, so this is a dangerous road to go down. I, I you know, I think he knows that, right? Which is part of the reason why he's asking the question. Um, you could possibly try some of the other anti-inflammatories that I'm, I'm going to be talking about shortly, including Cesis, Boswellia, Serrata, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But my primary recommendation is probably going to surprise you, but it's something that will certainly help you. And I would tell you to buy a, a set of CDs or DVDs um, called DDP Yoga. DDP is short for Diamond, Diamond Dallas Page. He was a former professional wrestler whose body was wrecked, just completely wrecked. And he, you know, when you when you are a wrestler, your body is your living. Yeah. You don't work, you don't get paid. And so he could not take the constant pounding that was happening, and he was... Um, his comments were similar to yours. He could barely get out of bed in the morning. What he did was develop a form of yoga for guys. And it incorporates not just yoga flexibility stuff, but also um, isometrics and isotonics that give you a phenomenal workout. I was blown away by what my, what my heart rate reached right? When I was doing this stuff, your joints, your tendons, your ligaments, everything felt so much better. And I mean, like after three weeks. And if you Google around and you do your research on this guy's program, it's not some fad yoga thing. You need to see the, some of the before and afters on these people who went from near cripples to being pretty supple people, you know, and, and strong. So a um, little unorthodox, but it works. And you don't have to keep 
buying a new yoga DVD every 30 days. You just need to work it. The next, and you start slow. Oh, I'm sorry. Start slow, five minutes. Yeah. Jason yeah. Waddell has a backup question. At what age are SARMs okay to use? I would say treat them like testosterone. Uh, SARMs, they shut down your, testo- your endogenous testosterone production. They're tough on the liver. They're like any other drug. I wouldn't use them unless, first of all, I would use testosterone first. If we're talking about age, well, if you're at that age in your late 40s where you think testosterone is starting to drop, you've had tests done, just get on testosterone. But I would treat SARMs the same way as I would any other uh, hormone. Yeah, you know what? I would concur with you. Um, I've got the only SARM I've got around. Oh, I'm sorry. i got two. Technically, one's not a SARM. I got two bottles of MK677 sitting up in my cabinet that are doing a whole bunch of nothing and probably will be for a while. Why? Because they put 10 pounds of water on you and that kills your body weight stuff. Um, and it'll stop working after, what do we say? Uh, a couple weeks. A couple weeks. A couple weeks. Uh, and, and although I have to say, I did have some success with it from an injury healing type thing. Uh, when I was using it five days on, two days off. But nevertheless, I got that, and I got two bottles here of LGD4033, Ligadrol or Ligandrol. Frankly, I bought it simply because uh, of, of the feedback that I received from multiple people who I know and respect who said, hey, man, this stuff will put weight on you almost like Dianabol. And who knows? There could be real Dianabol in there. Um, I'd actually but, be I'd actually be happier taking Dianabol. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Than some unknown but, SARM, you know. Right. So, but that too is going to sit in that box and may be there forever, for all I know, because uh, I don't want the elevated liver enzymes. I don't need the hit to my lipids. I don't need whatever side effects there are that they haven't investigated yet. These are very crude, very, um, I, would, I would call them undeveloped drugs. And most of them are going nowhere for a reason. And I would agree with you, Carl. Uh, if you really need the gas, get testosterone. Go to a, at least make the, make the effort. Go, go to a doctor, try to get testosterone. And, uh, you know, you'll be a lot better off for it. So the next question comes from an unknown viewer. This uh, new platform has some sort of security mechanisms. Depending on the security setting of your Facebook page, it will show your name or not. He says, so is there a lab where I could send something like homemade bone broth to find the nutrient content? I'm not aware of of a a lab that will just take a a product like that to say, you know, it, it... jives with the label or it doesn't now certainly there are huge outfits like chromadex but they but they test they test supplements and drugs i i thought of them first but they're not going to test bone broth no i you know like like i said um you give them enough money and an xyz supplement and you say here here's my reponticum carthamoids can you tell me if it's really reponticum um you know they'll, they'll certainly do that and there are other labs like that um, but very few of them do one-offs, and none of them that I'm aware of would touch a product like bone broth. So there's uh, quite a few labs. If you just Google, 
Like the first thing I thought about was Chromadex, right? I thought, well, call Chromadex and they'll tell you a food lab. It sounds to me like what you're trying to do is make a homemade bone broth and you want to go into business for yourself. So you need someone to assay your product so you can say, here's what's in it, in the label. And if that's what it sounds like, then there are companies like Eurofins, E-U-R-O-F-I-N-S Labs. Uh, There's also a company called FSNS that is an accredited food testing lab. Uh, There's also RLFoodTestingLaboratory.com. There's quite a few of them. If you just Google, I Googled food labs test label claims. Those are the words I used in Google, and I came up with five or six of them immediately. And so I would reach out to them. If my assumption is right, by the way you worded your question, it doesn't sound like you want to check something that you bought from somebody to see if what they say is in it is in it, which obviously one of these labs would work for. But if you're looking to produce a product and you want to know what's in it so that you can put it on the label, then you could probably turn to one of those companies too. The other option is if you're making a product and you are going to farm it out to have a company manufacture it, package it for you so that you could sell it into distribution, they probably have in-house labs that will do that as well. But try that. Try Googling the words food labs, test label claims, and you'll see all the companies that I can see here. Dave Hartnett says... um, Oh, the the young boy, the 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 the, the one hundred forty eight pound boy. Have have him uh, check out John McCallum's Get Big Drink. Yep. Physicalculturestudy.com dot com slash two thousand sixteen slash zero four slash eleven slash John hyphen McCallum hyphen Get hyphen Big hyphen Drink. Uh, so check that out. You'll go- just Google John McCallum's MC. C-A-L-L-U-U-M-S, Get Big Drink, for those of you listening to the podcast and not watching. Of course, Jason Waddell says thank you for everything. And the uh, person who asked the question before that we didn't know who it was, that turned out to be Rob Robertson, who's a longtime fan of the show. Great guy. Okay, so let's get back to, um, let's see here. Let's let's work in a couple more questions. Um, And then we'll take a break for the blueprint tip of the day. Bruce Brody says, uh, what's your opinion of glucosamine versus CSIS? And what was the other herb you mentioned for pain relief? You said it acted fast or at least faster than glucosamine or CSIS. Yeah. Um, well, glucosamine at this point, right, has the longer track record, at least insofar as the mass market is concerned, uh, versus CSIS. And there are tons of repeat buys on both of those products, but but I'm thinking about now from a mainstream perspective. That doesn't mean CSIS doesn't work as well. Far from it, right, in some cases. The truth is the general public is not aware of CSIS in most cases, like it is glucosamine, right? Glucosamine is mainstream. CSIS is not, not yet anyway. As well, those two products aren't necessarily meant for the same condition. You could say... Both products help as analgesics, painkillers. But it would be incorrect to say that they're interchangeable for that purpose. And I'm going to give you an example of a mistake I made that will illustrate this. Uh, My right elbow started bothering me a lot. I self-diagnosed that and said, hey, 
I've got a, a touch of tendonitis here. And so I ordered up CSIS and used it for years. And it managed my pain nicely. The problem was when I finally got this properly diagnosed, it wasn't tendonitis. It was arthritis. And I was at the point where there was no cartilage left. All of it had wasted away. Now, um, had I known that, and instead of CSIS use glucosamine, there's evidence that glucosamine can arrest, uh, stop, or at least slow cartilage loss. When you have even a little bit of cartilage in there, as I'm finding out now, again, the hard way, it buys you options like stem cell options and, you know, other options. When you have none, it greatly, greatly diminishes my options. So, you know, point of the story, get something properly diagnosed, right? And then find the product that works for you uh, the best, okay? Now, in terms of CSIS and glucosamine, both take some time to work. Glucosamine, it can be several months, whereas CSIS generally, believe it or not, within two weeks, sometimes even a week, people feel a lot better. Um, something natural that works faster than that uh, is Boswellia serrata. And it should be standardized for boswellic acids. It is nature's premier painkiller. And when I say painkiller, I'm comparing it to, you know, NSAIDs like Advil, right? You have a headache, you take Advil, you know with some regularity or an approximate sodium, you know with regularity you know, the pain's going to be either gone or greatly diminished. It's the same thing with boswellia. Boswellia, however, unlike glucosamine, is not slowing cartilage loss or, in CSIS's case, they're not sure what it does. I suspect, however, um, it modulates cortisol somehow. Uh, so here's the final word. Get an accurate diagnosis, then use the product that's most appropriate for your condition. I personally think all three that I mentioned, CSIS, glucosamine, and uh, Boswellia are great tools. You just need to know which tool is right for the job. So oh, also one other thing. <laughs> I would ask the audience's help in this. I used to get a, an injectable glucosamine online. I can no longer find one. So before poor Molly suffers anymore, if somebody knows of a source, I would greatly appreciate it. You can contact me on Facebook or on air, right, at superhumanradio.net. Let's get this question. Hope that answers your question. Let, let's get this question from Samurai Jack answered real quick. Is there an advantage to taking the L form of something, as in L-glycine versus just glycine? It, it's different in different cases. Generally speaking, the L form of most amino acids has been referred to, and the, the literature that I've read is the left right, left hand, um, as the form that you want to use. Again, though, that differs, right, from amino acid to amino acid. Um, 
it would be helpful to know what product he had in mind, then I could give him a better answer. Well, but here's another thing. The, the term that, that classifies this is called chirality or chirality, depending on how you pronounce C-H-I-R-A-L-I-T-Y. Yep. And it comes from the Greek word for hand. Chiral comes from hand. And the reason is because these are well-understood chiral things, right? You have a left hand and a right hand. And, you know, thumbs are opposing and so on. And so in nature, some compounds, some molecules appear to have a left and a right variation. So if you take alpha lipoic acid, it has both 50% of the R form and 50% of the L form. And so if you take glutamine, it has 50% of the R form and 50% of the L form. That's just the way it works out. Um, Unless something calls for the L form because the research has been done on the L form, just take the one without any letter in front of it, and you're getting 50% of each. I think it's somewhat confusing, and a lot of companies, frankly, have dropped L the L from, for example, L-glutamine. The, they just know, you know, the public knows glutamine. When you start to throw L in, it's, wait, wait a minute, do I have the right stuff here? So it's not always spelled out, but, you know, what you just said is perfect. I would concur with all of that. You know, there's evidence, there's research on the, like, like so for instance, in the case of alpha-lipoic acid, there's research on the R-form uh, being an insulin mimetic and a very successful glucose uh, shuttling agency, agent. Um, there is also evidence that the L-form has some, bad outcomes in some studies. Do I put a lot of value in those studies? I, I don't. So the people who take our alpha lipoic acid, they're going to have a more effective, um, they're going to have more effective glucose management uh, characteristics than if they just take alpha lipoic acid. Uh, it, it, again, if the studies have been done on the R form or the L form, then you probably want to use those. But the reality is that you're getting both forms if you just buy one that has no letter distinguishing it. It's left or right chirality. Yep. So. Yep. Uh, let's get the last question in, and then we'll do the blueprint tip of the day. This comes from John Laurentis. I'm not sleeping well. In fact, I've never slept well since my 20s. I'm in my late 30s now, and this is really holding me back. I know. I know. What can I do beyond melatonin and warm milk? So fixing sleep issues is not unlike, this is going to be not unlike my prior answer about, about fixing pain. You need to understand what the underlying issue is and then address the root cause. The truth is um, sleep issues are front and center with, with, uh, with especially this audience. The SHR audience, I do not think people have a problem you know, with consistent training, consistent gym visits. I do not think people fall down even on diet. You might not eat a perfect diet, but it's a hell of a lot better, right, than quote-unquote most people. We're not not obese. There's nobody obese, right. Right. So then it becomes, well, okay, what is holding me back? And it's sleep. It's, you know, I've spent the last five years – conducting informal inquiries with people and I ask them, do they sleep well? And most people say no. Now 
most of them do not sleep well for two reasons. Okay. It's stress, but it gets back to two things, money and relationships. Okay. Those are two big things, but far and away, they're the two biggest problems that are keeping people up at night. And while melatonin, magnesium, you know, tryptophan, GABA, and others are, are great products, in some cases, something stronger is warranted. The good news is I am very close to finalizing such a product. I just, in, just this morning, uh, put it in the mail to send down to Athens, Georgia, where Mass can use it. Uh, John likes to use things and, and know firsthand whether they work or not. But Athens is also a college town, so there's a, a very diverse population, right, student-athletes, uh, as well as, as older folks. So I'm sitting here on pins and needles because I've spent a long time working on this stuff. It There are four compounds. All four of them contribute to the sleep effect. One of those modulates neurotransmitters not in the brain, but interestingly enough, in the spinal cord. Um, the next one does work in the brain, but it's not among the usual suspects. In other words, you know, GABA and glycine, et cetera, et cetera. The third ingredient is there. It helps with sleep. It's been confirmed. The only thing I can say is it has been confirmed to work by binding to GABA-A receptors in the brain. And no, it's not GABA itself. Um, it's not a GABA-related compound like Fenibut, right, which is GABA with a phenyl group attached, which, by the way, works via both the GABA-A and B receptors. Nor are any of these compounds addicting, okay? The fourth and final one, it's been associated with improved sleep, um, but frankly, the studies showing how it does that are lacking. Um, there is speculation sur surrounding the fact that it does so because it causes a rather significant GH release, not over 24 hours, not something that's going to put water on you, um, but approximately over a two to four hour period. So, um, you know, that's entirely possible, right? Because any good GH releaser generally should have you yawning, if not ravenously hungry. So in any case, um, the trials are underway, okay? Um, they probably will be for another four to six weeks. So it's not going to happen tomorrow. But um, we're going to know, I think, in short order, whether or not this product is a go, is a go. Now, Having said all of that, right, you don't have this now to help you. So what I would tell you to do is this. Very specific steps. This always works for me. Number one, shut down all electronic devices. Two, take three grams of either GABA or glycine on as empty a stomach as possible. Three, wait 10 to 20 minutes for those to take effect. Four, light a candle. Five, focus on that flame for 10 minutes. I do one minute on the whole flame, one minute on the orange part, one minute on the white, and one minute on the blue. And yes, <laughs> you know, you'll notice that as you, if you stare at it long enough like I did. 
but do it for 10 minutes. And this is very important. Breathe through your nose only. No mouth breathing is allowed. You'll see why when you do it. Now, you can take an additional 3 to 10 milligrams of melatonin, maybe more, 600 to 1,000, right, of uh, L-theanine or ashwagandha. You can take all that additional stuff. Um, But what you'll find is you don't want to be so tired and drowsy that you can't focus on that flame or whatever it is that you choose to focus on. But in a dark room, a flame is a very attractive thing, so to speak, for your mind to focus on and your eyes to look at and all your other senses. Um, But you don't want to be, you know, like this, nodding off because you won't be able to focus. Now, if you're still not sleepy, uh, there's a, there's a, believe it or not, there's a tea out there that I buy in the grocery store. It's called Sleepy Time. Sleepy Time. Yeah. Work. I don't know exactly what I think, what's I in think that. Celest, I think celestial season seasoning yeah. seasons makes it. That stuff is really cool, man. I got to tell you, it's got, it valer- it's got valerian in it. It's got quite a few things that are well known to make you sleeping. Yeah. Um, so you know um, that is another useful tool for when you need it. Now, some people like to use antihistamines, which. I'm not entirely opposed to, but I'm definitely against prescription sleeping pills, especially any of the benzodiapam, whatever, lorazepines. Benzodiazepines, yeah. That stuff is dementia in a bottle. And the pharmaceutical companies selling it know it. Go look. You'll see the studies done on mice. Poor things are freaking shot after they use it, and it doesn't take long. And I'm also very much against Ambien, which is cancer in a bottle. And again, just, you know, Google Ambien cancer studies, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about, okay? Now, if you are still up and you really need it, then if there is a red strain of Kratom, which generally speaking are the more relaxing ones, I'd encourage you to use that. If all else fails... Uh, Fenaboo is about the strongest stuff that you can use. And if I you li- and if you live in a state where cannabis is legal, they have yep. specific strains of weed that make you sleep. I tried it when I was in Vegas because it's legal there and it works. Yeah, that's a really good point. And and I've heard good things too about CBD. CBD. So so here look here's the bottom line until. There's a better option available. Those are your best plays, in my opinion. Most insomniacs know what the issue is. Relationships are money. If you're in a toxic relationship, get out. I know it's easy to say, tough to do, but trust me, you'll survive. There's there's another person right around the corner waiting for you. And there's, not, there's, another, there's debt- another nut waiting to haunt your life. <laughs> you'll never be in a shortage of nuts. Don't worry about it. Right. And likewise, if you're in debt, get out of that, too. Or at least start, right? I mean, if you know you're doing something to get out of debt, and it might take 10 years, but you're going to do it, then that's a good thing. That's a lot easier on your mind than, hey, I'm just going to go to bed tonight, and I dug a bigger hole today because I ordered this, this, and this. Um, So address those issues, try those suggestions, and hopefully uh, months from now, I'll have a, a better answer for you. 
on something with some really cool effects beyond just sleep. It doesn't just help with sleep, but that's the big one. So the blueprint tip of the day is what did we learn? A lesson from the Andro years. Yep. But we're going to wait until after this commercial break. Uh, So stay tuned. It's going to be good. We'll be right back. You've heard about blood flow restricted training since 2006 on SHR, but you're still on the fence. Well, here's the push. BFR is more effective at building muscle than anabolic steroids. That's right. I went there, but it's because it's the truth. My experience with the B-Strong blood flow restriction system is proof to me, and now I'm asking myself why I waited so long. You'll see undeniable changes in the targeted muscles in days and weeks like nothing you've ever tried before. I will never stop using them. Give B-Strong a try go to b s t r o n g dot training forward slash super hyphen human and use code shr for 10 percent off you've heard me talk about the chill pill on the show and how effective it is at helping people who suffer from social anxiety or sometimes when you just want to take the edge off uh, to a long stressful day well listen to this story from dylan gutro definitely takes anxiety away which i have a long history of having started out at two milligrams a day of Xanax. That was at eight years old. And so I stopped using benzos three years ago. Extremely difficult. Yeah, so I spent about three years trying to find anything and everything I could that would be healthy for me um, to help with anxiety. Because I'm talking, you know, full bull out panic attack. The the chill pill was the first thing that I've found that actually in the middle of a panic attack I can take and it definitely uh, subsides. Go to drseeds.com. That's D. R-S-E-E-D-S.com. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your first bottle of the chill pill. Check it out. I promise this is one supplement that delivers. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon 1. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new transformation challenge and win $10,000 or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at Redcon 1. Go to Redcon1.com. That's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one dot com, or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. Hey, this is Carl. For 14 years, you've heard me talk about Can-See Eye Drops, and they being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at now 61 years old. But I regularly get emails and messages from people who've been using Can-See and having some amazing results. Recently, I got an email from a fellow named Chad, who, because he was on dexamethasone eye drops for over six months, developed a cataract. Can-See Eye Drops actually reduced my cataract to the point where even my doctor has a hard time finding it. I will never stop using Can-See Eye Drops twice a day. I've been using them since 2008, he says. And you should be too. There is no better way to keep your eyes healthy and seeing clearly than can see eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com today and get on board and we will both be looking into the future with very clear vision. Do you remember those delicious toaster pastries you had when you were a kid? You know, the rectangular sugar-filled snacks? Well, guess what? Legendary Foods has just made low-carb toaster pastry. This is the first of its kind and honestly these things are amazing they have three to four net carb less than one gram of sugar and nine grams of protein you can eat them right out of the wrapper or lightly toast them 
The only question is, which flavor? Strawberry or brown sugar cinnamon? They're available at eatlegendary.com and Amazon. Men and women, you've heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman Radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more productive at RenewLifeRx.com. This is the Superhuman Channel. Evolution just got kicked up a notch. Welcome back. Rob, what is the uh, blueprint tip of the day, brother? Tip of the day is what did we learn a lesson from the Andro years. So uh, for those of you that missed it, there was a second great age of anabolics in this country uh, from about 1998 to 2004. And during that time, there were honest-to-goodness steroids available on the shelves of GNC and God knows online, right? I mean, everything from finished product to powders. And, and we're not just talking about any old androgens here, okay? Um, the absolute strongest orals ever, uh, by many measures, were out there begging for your dollars. And I'm talking about methyl-1 test and superdraw, okay? Both of these things were scary strong, right? Each, each one of those, but methyl-1 test in particular, could put pounds on you. Not in weeks, but but in days. Uh, and and so at five milligrams a day, methyl one test could easily easily put a pound on you a day for two to three weeks in some cases. Okay. Now, predictably, many people got carried away uh, before and before long. Right, the band hammer came down. You could see this one coming a mile away given uh, there was a lot of reckless, uneducated use on behalf of usually younger consumers, right? You had kids that decided methyl-1 test would be a great starter steroid because it was, quote-unquote, the strongest one, and it was. Um, But they, you know, they start off with it. They took way too much for too long. And without running, in some cases, a single protective compound or even getting lab work done to see how bad off they were, which I'm sure many didn't do that because they didn't want to know. And presto, you you had instant jaundice in some of these clowns, or even worse. I think some people that they're, had very serious liver damage. I'm not aware of anyone that died, I don't remember, but, you know. You had casualties. Some of the products were that powerful. But looking back, those products were so powerful that most people never grew, never grew a lot of muscle with them. And so, wait a minute, what did I just say, right? I, how do I reconcile that statement? They were so powerful, they couldn't grow a lot of muscle with them. Well, it's easy. You simply couldn't stay on those things for any length of time 
due to the side effects. Um, I don't remember Superdraw much, and I only used Methyl 1 test once or twice for a couple of weeks, but it felt like you had been stung by a hive full of bees. It felt like you had a case, a a low-grade flu. Uh, It was not a good feeling, and you didn't need lab work to know that what was going on in the inside of your body was not good. Consequently, whatever weight you gained, and I, I saw people gain between 10 and 20 or more pounds, they lost it shortly after they came off. And when I say shortly, I'm talking within like three days because it was all water. I mean, think about it. Are you really going to build a pound of muscle a day? It's impossible, even with all these androgens, okay? It was water. Yes, it was inside your muscles. Yes, it looked like there were little men in there pushing out, out and your muscles were hard as hell. Um, but it was water, and you lost it in the bathroom two to three days afterwards. And on top of that, you had a wrecked endocrine system, or at least a severely compromised one. Let me put it this way. There was a guy on the Anabolic Minds boards. I want to see he was an EMT or something. Anyway, he had access to, like, unlimited blood work, and he ran it on himself when he was using methyl-1 tests. It shut him down completely in three days. 72 hours, five milligrams of methyl-1 test shot him, shut him down, his natural production, in three days. All of which means this. So to those of you that missed out, <laughs> if you're thinking of going to the dark side now, be wary of jumping into the strongest stuff you can get your hands on or staying on too long or not having your post-cycle therapy lined up before you start, you know, or, or, or. The list is long of guys in this sport, this activity, whatever you want to call it, who used to be big and strong back in the day. Man, when I was 25, I was benching 405. Well, you know what, man? You're 45 now. I don't give a damn about what you did 25, 30 years ago. You know, what can you do now? And the fact of the matter is most of them are out of the game, okay? Because the game isn't much fun when you're losing all the time, as in literally with a lot of these guys. Um, So like me then, and I'm talking about the me between the ages of 15 and 25, I think you should consider yourself fortunate that there, there aren't any readily available quick fixes like methyl one test sitting on the shelf at GNC. Um, those happen to be the best years of my and anyone's males hormonal life. Let's call it between 15 and 25. You will never have the levels of testosterone, growth hormone, insulin, yada, yada, IGF one, specifically all in perfect concert with each other. You will never have that again. If you don't have the the steroids at GNC option, then that forces you to make the most out of what you have, right? Mm -hmm. Your own body. 
And that muscle that you build during that time under those circumstances is the muscle that is still going to be on you at age 50. It's the muscle that's still on me at age 50. I'm going to close with a quote from the author Jack London, which no less an authority than Dan Duchesne would recall this quote when he, whenever he saw someone lose all of their gains. And the quote is this, one cannot violate the promptings of his own nature without having that nature recoil upon itself. That is something to think about as you embark on whatever path it is that you're about to follow. And I specifically did this tip because I know there's a young man out there who wants to go to the dark side, but unfortunately does not have the knowledge or the patience to do it and minimize the risks. He is giving up and, and please, Nick, if you're listening, do not give up the best hormonal years of your life. Uh, you, and if you, if you do, you will look back and regret it. You will look back. Yeah, cause, I mean, I didn't start using any kind of drugs until I was well into my uh, 40s. Yeah, so you missed the whole 15 to 25 thing. Fifteen. Well, I was, I went, right? but I was in training, and from fifteen to twenty-five, I was doing <laughs> heroin, LSD. I was doing other drugs, oh, so I was, I wasn't worried about muscle or hell. I wasn't worried about anything actually. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just needed a dollar seventy-five to fill up the tank on my motorcycle, and I was good to go. And then I moved to Las Vegas, and then I drank <laughs> and did lots of cocaine. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I didn't really find my way into this until I was thirty-nine years old. Um, when I started to reverse my heart disease and my obesity, and I didn't start using the, any of the drugs that I started using, that, that were in my forties, I started using those. Yeah, but you know that that falls into the category of better late than never. Well, I, I might look. Um, I wasn't wrecking my hormonal milu because it was already wrecked at 40 i mean at 40 years old it's you know you're already on the other side of the hill my right. testosterone was was dropping and you know and even though i got myself in great shape uh and lost a lot of weight i was never going to have the testosterone levels i had when i was young so it, right. it, there was no it wasn't like i was sacrificing this uh this window of time where i could have no that, that window of time passed a long time ago for me before i started using anything Man, you, your body has been through a lot. You've been what three, four hundred pounds? Three thirty. Three thirty. Mm-hmm. So you've been three hundred thirty pounds, totally out of the the physical culture game. Oh, I was I was three hundred thirty pounds of fat, and and that was built on a base of rec- recreational drug use and alcohol abuse, alcohol and, and drug alcohol. Abuse. And at 39, you've turned it all around, man. That's wonderful. Well, I had no choice. I was dying. Yeah, that's... I was effectively dying. Well, yeah, you know what, though? You, you did have a choice. And I say that because both my wife and I know people that have been sat down by the doctors and told, if you don't change what you're doing, you're going to die. And they don't. Yeah, I know. I know. And they die. <laughs> and they die. Or, or they suffer horribly. 
Yeah, they have this stupid. There's this stupid thing. Well, you know, I, I'm 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 already gonna die. So uh, why should I have have less joy in my life? These things bring me joy. Oh, baloney! You could live longer. You don't have to die. You don't. You don't. Um, let me, let me be the first to tell you, COPD doesn't bring you any joy. You know, it, I don't have it, but I know people that do, and it scares the hell out of them. Yeah, because they know they know going to one day they're going to suffocate to death. They're going to smother to death. Yeah. yeah, the the when I was asked when I asked for it to be explained to me, uh, this was the example they gave. They said, you know, when your nose is so stuffed up. You can only get a tiny, tiny, tiny amount of air in and exhale just a tiny amount of air. That's what it's like. So so the next time I was stuffed up, I literally shut my mouth and it was all I could do, you know, to see how long I could go with this little tiny sliver of air. And my God, you know, the panic, you panic. Then then what happens is they panic, then their heart rate picks up. The heart's working harder, but not getting any oxygen, and it's just, it's just they Man. spiral out of control. That's why a lot of people with COPD in the in the end stages, they're given um, benzodiazepines, they're given um, morphine, they're given drugs that take the edge off because <clears throat> they have this overwhelming um, uh, awareness that they're suffocating. And it makes them nervous. And then the nervousness increases metabolic rate, which makes them feel like they're suffocating even more. It's sad. It's very sad. Very, very sad. Yeah. My my ex-mother-in-law, she died from that. I mean, they all die of heart attacks. But it's because the heart can't work any faster. It's not getting enough oxygen. The the brain is, is, you know, demanding more oxygen. The heart works faster and faster. Eventually, the heart just stops. Yeah, and that's a horrible way to die. So you know what? Listen, all the credit in the world to you for for not only turning your life around, but building this repository of information for anybody that that's so interested in doing the same. Yeah. And on that note, we're going to say goodbye to everybody in the audience, and thank you for participating, all of you who posted questions, and uh, the listening audience that's listening to the podcast. Come check a Facebook Live event. You can even catch it on YouTube at the Superhuman Radio Network. Uh, Superhuman Radio, it's facebook.com slash superhuman radio. So you can watch us live on your show, post questions. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with more Superhuman Radio. Thank you for listening today. And uh, stay strong. That's it. Stay strong. Thanks, everyone.